Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme and as it's April, aka WrestleMania month, I thought I'd do movies of wrestlers in them or WrestleMania, I'm calling it. First up is WWE Film's first movie. See No Evil, starring Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. The Big Red Machine, Kane. I'm not going to mention the May 19th storyline from the WWE to hype this movie up, because that was just bloody well lame. One thing I've got to ask straight off the bat is, do we need to get another slasher? I mean, we already have Michael, Jason, Freddy, Chucky, Candyman, Ghostface, etc, etc. Also, if... We did need a new slash killer, then we have The Creeper from Jeepers Creepers and Victor Crowley from the Hatchet series. So do need Jacob Goodnight. I'm going to say a hard no. All Jacob Ed is is a poor man's Jason, but a weak photocopy that is running out of ink. Anyway, let's just dive into this and see what I spy with my little eye. Yeah, rip off fucking Friday the 13th movie. Done on the cheap. With its $8 million budget, this thing pulled in $18.7 million. Starring Glenn Jacobs, Christina Vandell, Michael J. Pagan, Samantha Noble, Stephen Fiddler, and Luke Pelega. Yeah, I know I heard of any of these apart from Kane, but there we have it. Directed by Gregory Dark, at the plot, a group of teen delinquents are sent, sorry, released from prison to clean up an old hotel in order to cut time off their sentences. I think it's for every day they spend, they get a month off. Kane. Thing is, this hotel is the home base of a serial killer that has a thing for eyes, Roger's tattoos, and has a mother complex. Can these, ahem, <coughs> Teens survive. What is the backstory of the serial killer? And why did a one hand cop agree to do this in the first place? I find out here. So, after the huge WWE Films logo pops up, do we see a grayscale heaven? As everything in this film has a grey filter slapped onto it. Uh, we see shots of a backyard with trash absolutely everywhere and dozens and dozens of flies buzzing around. Up pulls a cop car, almost runs over a bloody camera, as two cops check out the spooky old house, complete with creepy kids singing, Roger's icons everywhere, and plastic wrap all on every surface. Okay, two minutes in, and this editor should be fired! What's with these slanted camera angles and zoom cuts or flash cut editing? It's like this movie has ADD or ADHD and can't st- sit still for 30 fucking seconds. The two cops enter from the screams of a victim. They see a bloodied handprints everywhere and even louder creepy ass kids singing some shitty Rogers song. Searching the house, they find a woman crying on the floor, missing her eyes. Out of the shadows comes Jacob Goodnight, played by WWE Superstar, and Knox County Mayor Kane, aka Glenn Jacobs, who kills one cop and literally disarms the other by chopping off his hand. The one-handed cop is Sergeant, Char- uh, again, Sergeant Frank Williams, played by Steve Vidler. Just as he slips into unconsciousness, he shoots Goodnight 
clean in the eye and blows his head off. The camera zooms into the eyeless victim and luckily this bitch is blind or should we see this crappy ass fucking movie. Then on to news reports of the crime and them finding multiple bodies in different stages of decomposition and how very Edgine of this movie all with their eyes missing. Flash forward four years as we see the sergeant has a brand new fake arm so you can even reattach the bloody arm even though they have it bagged and on ice came in. We now see he's off the force and is now working in Juvie Hall as a guard so no desk job then okay. Cut two shots of a prison which I swear to god is the one used in Wentworth prison the Australian TV show and if you have a thing for barbed wire then you're in bloody well heaven. Zoom cut after zoom cut of barbed wire and no not the cheesy ass Pam Anderson movie but I check my archives but actual barbed bloody well wire. Finally we meet the victims oh sorry the um, uh, heroes of this movie or rather their mugshots telling us who the hell they are and what they're in for. First up is Russell played by Mikael Wilder He's in for handling stolen, stolen goods. Next is Richie, played by Craig Horner, who is a computer hacker. Next is Christina, played by sorry Christine rather, played by Christina Vidal. She's in for grievous bodily harm or assault if you're American. Next is Zoe, played by Rachel Taylor. She's a pickpocket. Next is Michael, played by Luke Pegger. Uh, he's in for grievous bodily harm and intent to supply drugs. Next is Tyler, played by Michael J. Pagan, the talking black guy. It's until he's in for. Then we have Kara, played by Samantha Noble. Melissa, played by Penny McName. And that is it. Oh, hold on a second here. We have Hannah, played by Tiffany Lan. And Blaine, played by Corey Robertson. And now I didn't stop writing what they did. The bloody well movie did. And what they're in for, the Actually, scratch that. Hannah isn't an inmate. She's the female prison officer. Oh, yeah. This is a co-ed prison for reasons. So you've got co-ed prisons in America then. Okay, Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second here. Finally, 50 fucking seconds later, the movie finally tells us what the rest are in for. Kira is in for selling drugs. It seems Mike and her know each other. Ty is in for breaking an entry. And he's also a hard man wannabe who can... Pick a fight with Mike at drop of a hat. By the way, Mike is the token dickhead of this movie. And apparently Ty can open any lock in any safe in a matter of seconds. Kidding. And Melissa is also in for breaking entry. Uh, she has a thing for Russell. She's also a toothy, munching, vegan, vegetarian. And just like that, it stops again. So who the fuck's this other guy in for then? What's his name? Blaine? Who the hell is he? Uh, moving on. Because the movie was on. The prison bus pulls up outside an old hotel and here we meet hotel owner Margaret, played by Cecile Poison, who totally isn't the bad guy. Wink, wink. Also, this hotel is ridiculously huge. It's like a hundred fucking floors. I mean, plus the CGI at the top looks fucking cheap. Anyway, Margaret tells the teens she's turning the hotel into a homeless teen shelter and it's their job to clean it out before the grand reopening in a week's time. So they have a week to clean up this 104 fucking building. Oh, good luck with that one. We've only six teens. Mm. 
Mrs Voorhees, oh sorry, Margaret, gives a tour plus a data dump telling us the hotel was built by a rich tycoon and a playboy for his friends, plus it has many hidden rooms, to be mirrors and hidden passages all around the place. She continues, the place was almost burned down in 1971, killing all inside. Ever since then, it has been lying abandoned and empty. Bullshit, by the way. You try to say to me, this gigantic hotel, which is a 20s decor, is lying completely empty for 30 plus years and nobody tried to break into it and steal shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mike is sent to clean the only toilet working in this gigantic fucking hotel. I swear to God, one toilet for a hundred fucking plus rooms. I'm crying out loud. Or, what is it, 10 floors or something like that? Ridiculous. This toilet makes the one in solid clean. I mean, for fuck's sake, it is absolutely disgustingly filthy. And he's being watched from behind the walls. Next, Christina is dusting the hallway. She sees a shadow darting, so follows it. And she's grabbed from behind. But it's not nobody, it's Kira who wants to tell her she's jumping out the window to freedom. Until Christine tells her it's only allows her access to the courtyard and not the way out. Backstory time, as Kira tells Christine while smoking a cigarette, where she gets cigarettes from, who cares? That Mike is the one that got her locked up. In barges the sergeant to bust them. And he takes away one cigarette and just walks off. Some fucking prison officer he is. On to Ty and Richie who is on a treasure hunt. Yes, folks, this burnout shell hotel has been empty for decades in the poor part of town, and this has a treasure room. Like, that would have been raided the fucking first thing years ago. As Richie pulls out a map he downloaded from the internet, uh, he's a computer hacker. How the fuck did he get computer access? Moving on, because this movie is dumb enough as it is. On to Christine's backstory, as Sergeant finds her cleaning paintbrushes for reasons. Same as she killed her stepfather after he was him abusing her little sister. And she get put in jail for that. Kidding. Outside at lunch, the group <laughs> bond and make the news to show how much of an asshole this guy actually is by stealing Richie's beer. Wait, they get beer for lunch? The fuck? And then throwing the empty can at a stray dog, Melissa tries to befriend. Russell then pulls out Mike's homemade drugs in order to try to tempt Melissa, but she wants none of it. Zoe, the rich bitch, is all over that, of course. Cut to later that day as Russell and Mike meet Zoe and Mel in the burned out penthouse on the 10th floor. This leaves Richie and Ty to continue their treasure hunt. Cut to Kira in a shower because every fucking horror film with its salt has a shower scene. Here we see she has religious tattoos. Jacob Goodnight's trigger. Mike barges in and tries to choke her until Christine saves her. So there's a love triangle happening here then. Hmm. Back to Ty and Richie. They find a way into the treasure room with ease, I think. I mean, the editing is terrible, so I have no idea what's happening. If it was easy to find this fucking treasure room, why was this found decades earlier by every bum for that fucking hundred mile bloody radius? I mean, ugh. Moving the fuck right on, because this movie is dumb enough as it is, to Zoe and Mel getting ready for the boys. But they were getting ready... I met the boys earlier. What the fuck's going here? The editing is just ridiculous. I mean, can their fucking killings started? They were 25 minutes into this turkey and nothing is fucking happening. Cut to the sergeant and Hannah in a bar drinking. Swapping war stories. Well, we know his. But seems she has a good man. But isn't sure she wants to marry him or not. So she has the wedding ring, or engagement ring rather, on the right hand, not the left hand. Okay then. 
important information there. Back to Richie and Ty, who find one of Jacob Goodnight's victims, a bum, who is of course missing his eyes. Richie freaks the fucks out and runs, finding himself lost in hallways. He's first for Goodnight's hooked chain, as he's drugged down the hallway, screaming. Ty sees this, but does absolutely fuck all, as Goodnight takes the body down the elevator shaft. I think they're on the sixth floor, I think they are, so... Hmm. Back to the sergeant, as Margaret tells Hannah she heard someone in a lift. So, she goes to investigate all alone. The lift takes her to the 8th floor, where she's attacked by a CGI fly. Oh, and I should mention, every time Jacob is on scene, or even around, there's a CGI fly buzzing around. So, that's his thing. Anyway, he grabs her and chokeslams her against the lift. Then... Jacob rubs her eyes for fucking reasons. Someone saw Black Christmas and took notes then. Okay. Jacob then returns to his treasure trophy room to deposit her eyes in a mason jar. As we see, he has dozens of jars filled with hundreds of eyeballs. Back to Kira and Christine's bound bonding rather over their hatred for Mike. They also plan their escape via the kitchen window through a hole in the wall which the stray dogs come and go from. So no one vetted this fucking entire old hotel then. They just let these prisoners do what they want then. Well fucking done. Off Kira goes through the kitchen window, only to be caught by Jacob and held captive in a dog cage. The sergeant then sees Kira being dragged into a dog waiter, which is going down. He then sends Christina to look for the others. Christine then tells him they're all parting in the penthouse so off he rushes only for her to follow him into the lift and here they find Hannah's blood on the ceiling. Back to Mike and company who is now armed with a lead pipe. How very heel of him. Which he knew is used to smash all the burn stuff on the penthouse. As you do. I mean perfectly fine stuff and you're just smashing the shit out of it. Sarge and Christine are now on the ninth floor under the penthouse. Ty is out now on the ninth floor. So wait, he was lost on the second floor. How the fuck did he get up to the ninth floor? Why would you go up instead of going down? I swear to God, whoever wrote this is a fucking moron. He breaks into a bedroom seconds after Sergeant and Christine shows up. And here Ty tells how Richie was taken by some tall man with a hooked chain and a maggot filled hole on the back of his head. Wait, wait, hold on me here. How did Ty see the hole in his head? All he saw was the chain, plus a hole in his head full of maggots. He'd be fucking dead. Maggots are eating his brain out, but moving the fuck right on because the dumb meter is now hitting ridiculously bloody well high. Here, the sergeant tells the teens his backstory. He then hunts down Jacob, not before handing Christina his taser. Seconds later, he's hooked on a feeling, oh sorry, ceiling, with Jacob's hook. With that, the teens then run for it. However, Chrissy takes the gun back to Mike and company, who find a perfect bar, even though they were told the fire took up the entire two top floors. Here, Jacob watches them via a two-way mirror, sparking up a joint. Meanwhile, Kyra Akira is tied up on a hook somewhere for some reason. Russell and Mel stick up to have sex. Meanwhile, Kyra wakes up in a dog cage in Jacob's playroom with the other's victims dead all around her. Who the fuck wrote this? I mean, the editing is terrible. 
and walks Jacob to pluck out Richie's eyes because he was tied to a bookcase and pulled his eyes as he do. Back to the now stoned Mike and Zoe who has a phone for reasons. Once she shoots down Mike, she takes a call from her sister, Kay. She gets the phone from who cares. Meanwhile, Jacob showers Kira. Cut to flashbacks of young teenage Jacob, played by Sam Cotton, being forced to shower for his sins by his mother, played by Nancy Bell. Cut to Russell and Mel having sex while dry humping. Anyway, it's because she's riding a fucking mechanical bull for crying out loud. Jacob hears this via a booby trap bed, which he has rigged up every single bed in the hotel room with a bell and rings when somebody's having sex. So that's how Jason knows. With that, he throws Kira in the cage and deals with the couple having sex. Who the fuck wrote this crap? Uh, but she does by busting through a full-length two-way mirror. And note, Kane did all his own stunts, apparently. He gives chase and then takes out Russell after he and Mel hide in a storeroom. Russell is lowering her, her down a window using a fire hose, which they handily find. Uh, and yes, you've guessed it. Jacob tries to pull her in. She says, let me go. He drops her about 100 feet. She smashes all the way down to the greenhouse where she is found with a broken arm because it stops and bounces her off the bloody well grounds. Stray dogs find her and eat her alive. Next to die is Russell as Jacob pulls out his eyes. As back to Mike and Zoe, lost in the hallways, Zoe takes another call from her sister. Too bad, Jacob finds her as Mike turns baby face and tries to save Zoe by beating Jacob over the head with a lead pipe. They then run and hide in a hole. A hotel room, rather, until Zoe's phone rings dead again, so Jacob shoves it down her throat and lets her choke to death on it. This cues another flashback to young Jacob, who is kept in a dog cage in rags surrounded by porn and religious icons. He's then beaten, berated and showered by his mother for the sense of him being turned on by porn. What the fuck, movie? As back to Ty and Chrissy. Still lost on the ninth floor, Chrissy hears running, so opens fire and almost shoots Mike. Jacob's baby trap goes off again, so he hunts down the teens, breaking through a wall, knocking out Chrissy. So Mike takes out Jacob again with his lead pipe, too bad it doesn't work this time, and he's thrown into a mirror to die off screen. Chrissy and Ty run for the lift shafts, but Jacob smashes the controls and it's stuck in the lift. So he shinings his way in by smashing the door open with the fucking axe. Ty and Chrissy climb up and out of the lift shafts to the very top floors. Here we find all of Jacob's victims, including all the bums Margaret said she cleaned out much earlier. They hear Kira screaming, so run for it to find Jacob's treasure trophy room, which has hundreds if not thousands of dollar bills stapled to the fucking wall and his prized eyeballs. Chrissy tries to free Kira as Ty fills his pockets. Chrissy and Ty find Kira in Jacob's trophy room, as I says, but there she's locked in a cage. In Jacob barges, so Ty distracts him while Chrissy tries to get Kira free. Ty tries to take on Jacob, but he kills him by forcing a safe into him and kills him ridiculously on set. What the fuck is going on here? Chrissy then gets Kira free, 
but before she does that, in walks Margaret, who asks Jacob, why is this horse still alive? Surprise to nobody, she's Jacob's audience nut mother. She starts to berate him, so he snaps and throws her against the wall, pinning her into a lead pipe and killing her. Backstory time, Margaret set this all up just to get revenge on the sergeant. The fuck? A. How the fuck did she get the keys to this hotel? B. Why kill the teens? And C. If she knew the sergeant was alive four years earlier, why wait four fucking years? Anyway, this sparks more flashbacks of Teen Jacob in a dog cage, then showered, and then his mother kills his prom date. The fuck? Chrissy gets the gun, hunts down Kira after Jacob pulls out the cage. She follows the creepy children singing, finds Jacob sitting on a couch in a trance. She pulls out the gun and puts it to his head, too bad it's empty, as he comes back to life. The he double chokes the girls, in runs Mike with a lead pipe to the back of the head, this time, and he adds a fire axe to the back of the knee. The girls run for it as Mike puts the smack down in Jacob, on Jacob's brother, too bad he didn't beat him raw. As he stops him, once he cracks open Jacob's maggot-filled head wound, out pours maggots, flies and mealworms. He then just runs off, because of course this guy's got mealworms on his fucking brain. Christy pulls Mike into a room they're hiding in. They make a noise, smashing a window, so Jacob checks it out. Mike hits him from behind with a lead pipe, then a chair, and Jacob falls out of the window to his death in some piss poor CGI as Chrissy pushes the pipe into his eye. He lands in a greenhouse and a glass shard pierces his hat and he is dead in some awful CGI. They then leave as the stray dogs piss in Jacob's eye socket as a credits a roll. So that was Sino Evo A. Very, very paint-by-numbers slasher, boring, dumb, and a total waste of 84 minutes. For a slasher, this is pretty bloodless, we almost saying, Vince McMahon doesn't like blood. Nothing new, fresh, or original. This is just dull, dumb, and stupid. I'm going to give this thing a very, very generous 4 out of 10. Still, come back next week as I look at Doom, starring The Rock. Also, the rest of the month for the rest of Lamia. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Email me, musicians, too. Here's a Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of Resident Evil, House, Hell is a Unworld, and more. Also, my solo podcast starring wrestlers, including They Live and A Blade Trinity. A bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies, so you don't have to. You don't have to have an eye test. <laughs>